We're going to read these scriptures. And I want you to ask yourself a question. How much money do you think that you're supposed to have in order to obey what the Bible tells you you're supposed to do? Deuteronomy 12, 6 through 7. Therefore, you bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes and sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, your voluntary offerings, this is a lot of offerings, and your offerings of the firstborn animals of your herds and flocks. There, you and your families will feast in the presence of the Lord your God, and you will rejoice in all you have accomplished because the Lord your God has blessed you. So the first question is, is how much money you got to have to give all of this money to the things of God and be happy about it while you're eating a good meal because the Lord has blessed you that high? Added to this one, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a, mess, a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you'll have more than enough of everything. Every moment and in I have some, sometimes I read the Bible and I just get mad. This God wants me to have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. And then will make me overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. You put a price tag on it. I can't put a price tag on that. Matthew 542. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. So I'm supposed to have enough money that if you ask me for hundred dollars, I'm supposed to give it to you. I'm supposed to have enough money if you ask me for thousand dollars, I'm supposed to give it to you. And I'm supposed to have enough money that if you want to borrow ten thousand, I'm supposed to have it. Did y'all just read the same thing? How can poor people fulfill this? Matthew 7:11. If you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best. How much more ready is your heavenly father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? Now notice he needed to say, notice God's attitude was that there's no problem for you to give your children the best. Only a fool wants the child to have a $2,000 car versus a $20,000 one. Only a fool wants them to eat at, 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 at McDonald's. Never mind. Never mind. Just... There are some fools. I want my children to have the best. I want them to have more than me. I want them to have everything. And God says, now if you, that's smart, why would you think I'm the opposite? See, one of the things I'm going to encourage you to do when you get home today, you need to go down and, and, and quit, throw Santa Claus in the trash and replace him with Jesus. Now don't be sitting up there, Lord, I want a Learjet and a helicopter. Where? Where are you going to go? You ain't going nowhere now. But write some, write some desires down. Just start small if you want to. Lord, I just, I need some new clothes. I want to go on a $500. Just give me $500 for a shopping spree. And, and Lord, can you help me pay off these debts? And, and, and watch this. Lord, I know I shouldn't have bought the car, but could you help me pay the car? I mean, it's, and, and then wait for instructions, folk. It'll scare you to see. I'm going to show you the testimony. It'll scare you to see how fast God will bring you out. Proverbs 13, 22. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren. But the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. So I'm supposed to give good gifts to my kids and leave a bunch of money for my grandchildren? 2 Corinthians 9.9. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusted him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. So I'm supposed to have enough money to give to the poor extravagantly, not put a dollar in their hand at the stoplight. 
Proverbs 22.7. Proverbs Just as the rich rule over the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. And I'll tag that scripture with this one, last one. Romans 13.8, don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. So, last graphic. And before I read it, it is completely ludicrous and asinine to think that a sane king would want his children to live poor while he is a king. The Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ. It says that we have an inheritance that will last forever. It says the Holy Spirit is the down payment for that inheritance for the future. Do you realize how crazy it is when the Holy Ghost is the down payment? Jesus is, did y'all read? The Bible says I go to prepare a place for you. So Jesus is in heaven trying to prepare you a mansion. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. So if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he does not change, why would he want you to have nice things for eternity but have nothing in the arena called time? That doesn't make any sense unless you are religious. So all of us living too low. And, and if you keep listening to this foolishness out here, they go convince you God doesn't want you to have anything. He just wants you to evangelize. Yeah, he wants you to evangelize while you got money. And then he said, if you evangelize, I'll give you more money. The Bible says that those who evangelize, God will personally pay them. And he said that their wages are not cheap. So, again, if you do according to what your family members and society and the reverend say, then you won't look at your heavenly father this way. But your heavenly father said, and I quote, if you know how to give wonderful gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to them that what? Ask. There are times when your children will ask you for things and you say, okay, we can look at that, but you're going to have to get on top of this over here. I understand that you want the Xbox, but last semester you came home with D's and C's. And what do you do? You bring your grades up and we will get you that Xbox. You bring your, I think it's crazy to spend $120 for a pair of gym shoes that you're going to tear up in the next three weeks. But you come home with all A's and I will get you those 120 So it's interesting that as parents, we equate prosperity for our children with excellence of character. And then God says, how much more? But the problem is you let religion tell you to stop asking God for anything. Lord, just pay my bills. And you do that in fear and trembling. Okay? So, again, this matters not how young you are. It matters not how old you are. Well, I'm a, our oldest daughter, when she was very young, she had tapped into this, and it started getting scary. we go places, and, and it, was just, it was just weird for a moment. They'd have a, it was just weird. You remember that time she won two bicycles at the same time or something? It was crazy. You know, and so, because you, your, your children get a hold of this, that's, that's why we got these dogs. Let me tell you something. I vowed, this, and then we're done, because it's 12, so we can get off of her and, and enjoy July the 5th. <laughs> I had vowed no dog was ever going to stop into my household. Just wasn't going to happen. God and the devil make up before and become friends will be a dog in my house. So we told the kids no. Did you tell them no, too? Yeah. She said, yeah. <laughs> told them kids, no, we are not getting a dog. We are not getting a dog. It's not going to happen. Okay. No. We got six kids. We don't need no dogs. Y'all don't have cleanup now. No. It's not going to happen. 
I will never forget when I was kneeling across the bed and the Holy Ghost said, get your daughter that dog. You know why? She bypassed her natural father's wishes and went to her heavenly father and said, Lord, I really want that dog. And she's a girl of excellent character. And the Lord was like, well, you ask me. And your natural father is just the surrogate, not the real one. So I'm going to bypass your daddy and your mama's wishes, and I'm going to tell him and force him to get what he said that you cannot have. It does not matter what somebody said you cannot have. Getting upset because they told you they ain't going to never give you a raise. If they don't, then God will just move you to some other place where the raise is already there when you step in the door. See, that's called childlike faith. And when she asked God for the dog, she wasn't thinking about her mistakes. And I'm going to say something else that might scare you. There's some of you in here. Some, you see, watch this. I'll prove to you how God good is. There's some of you in here. You don't tithe and you'll ask God for something. He's still going to give it to you. <laughs> see, but they don't talk like that, Deborah. But this is messed up. Okay, so you better get back, you better get back to asking. Now remember, when you ask, God might start talking to you about something. When you ask, he might say, out the clear blue, you need to call Aunt Lucy and tell her that you forgive her for stabbing you in the back. Oh, I can't call Aunt Lucy. Okay, well then, I can't give you what you asked for then because what you asked for is contingent upon the fact of you have an excellent character. Because if I bless you before you forgive Aunt Lucy and I give you this money, then you're going to think you're better than Aunt Lucy. And you ain't going to never forgive Aunt Lucy. Matter of fact, you're going to take your brand new car and drive it across Aunt Lucy's grass to show how much you, the Lord has been blessing you. This Bible is true about the blessings of God. Or you can throw this sucker in the trash and we can all go to the nightclub and find some drugs and some weed and some booze and do whatever it is that you're going to do. See, the 100% or it's not. You got to read the Bible for yourself and say, this is what God said. Let me write this down. And so I encourage you, get a list. It'll scare you. A list of small things, big things. Lord, I need another apartment. Lord, I need this. I need a better car. I need some new wheels. I, be detailed. And then this is what you do every single day. Father, you, you, you go over the, I, is the list too long? No. Only natural men will say that the Christmas list is too long. Because we don't have the money to get everything on the list. <laughs> but there is no list that is too long for God. He'll like, keep on asking, keep on asking. Did you not hear him say extravagant, all things, in every single area? Yeah, that's the type of God that you serve. I don't care if the list is four pages long. If anything, God will be happy that finally somebody created a long list. Look at them down there sitting up there asking for a popcorn machine. You better ask. And I encourage you. That's the only way for you to prove that this works. You got to take time and, and dream. Lord, I want to do this for my kids. And I want this. And I want this. I want this. This is this. This is this, 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 this. And every day you thank God. And don't spend a bunch of time on it. Father, I ask you and you heard me. So all of this stuff that I got on the list. And sometimes you can read it. I just want to thank you that you're my heavenly father. And you love me so much that you're going to give me all of this. Help me not to be stingy with it. Show me what you want me to do. And how you want me to bless. And how you want me to share. And I'm telling you. Every person that does that, they come back scared. They said, dude, I didn't even think he was going to work this fast. I said, that's because you're thinking and not just believing. 
No. So I don't want to be no, I don't want to be these other preachers when they stand before God and he tells them, see what all of my people could have had if you just would have told the truth and done the right thing. Not me. I'm getting mine and I know you're going to get yours too. Let's go ahead and stand. Sometimes what you're asking God for will come in the form of a business idea. Sometimes what you're asking God for will come in the form of a business, an invention. I was talking to a lady here. She's not here today. She said she bought a brand new car and uh, had already made, her and her husband, her husband has a car. She bought a brand new one. They had already made plans for her to get a second job, part-time job, pay off that car. And God said, don't do it. He said, listen to me. Gave her some wisdom. That new car and the other one were both paid off in three months. Told you about uh, Kevin, who shared this testimony publicly. Lord came to his wife in a dream. Kevin and his wife have a very beautiful home in Kennesaw. Okay, this ain't no two-shed house. Y'all know what I'm saying. This is a nice house. And um, and Lord came to him and said, hey, do this one thing. Because the instructions will never make sense. And they'll never line up with your mind and your emotions. He said, do this one thing and the house will be paid off. Was it two years or three? Remember? The house will be paid off in two years. Okay. Kevin did the math. He's, uh, <laughs> that's impossible. That's way out there. That's just way impossible. He said he didn't obey that instruction for three months. Three months. And he said after three months, he got to thinking, you know what? Uh, I didn't create no air. He said, maybe I should obey God. Just do it. Watch this. He did it, and the house was still paid off in two years, even though he was three months behind. One of the ways it did it is that he had some investments, and when he obeyed the strange instruction after the obedience, God breathed on his investments and allowed him to do what he... See? It's just obey. And guess what? Sometimes in order for you to do that, you're like, well, if we lose, we just lose. If the electricity get cut off, we just have to do some candlelight vigils. You know, if we can't buy no groceries, we just have to eat rice and do a fast. With you, sometimes you got to take a risk, you all. And if you know it's the Lord. Now, don't ever imitate what you see someone else do. The Lord told me to get my car away. And then two days later, God got blessed with a new Cadillac. And you get to looking, you know what? My car been smoking up the intersection for the last six months. You know, I'm going to get us. You homeless, bam, take that car. Lord, why you got me catching the bus for two years? I gave my car two years ago. Because you imitated what you saw someone else do. That was their instruction. Every once in a while, somebody will walk up to me and they'll put a little piece of money in my hand. Don't you put no money in my hand because you saw somebody else put some money in my hand. Because guess what? Sometimes, do you know about 50% of the time minimum, maybe more, someone puts money in my hand, it's not even for me. It's for somebody in the audience that's going to talk to me at the end of the service. They'll give me $100 and I'll put it in my pocket. Thank you. Three other people come through and then the fourth person and the Lord said $100 is for them, not for you. But you saw them give the pastor $100. I'm going to give $100 too. Hey, if you just want to be a blessing to you, I will take your $100. Your $1,000, your $10,000, I'll take everything. I'm just saying, don't just be doing stuff. 
Do it out of the kindness of your heart or because you appreciate someone or because the Lord told you. Never imitate another individual that was their instruction for their road, for their situation. Lift your hands. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. Go ahead and just open up your mouth. Thank God for covering you and providing for you in spite of our bad mentalities. Because every person in this room, including me, we still have parts of our mentalities that are not good, that are preventing abundance. Yet the Lord is obligated to take care of his children. Father, we thank you for covering our needs. Thank you for covering our good decisions and our bad decisions. Thank you, O Lord God, for still helping us when we got in doubt and unbelief. Thank you for still blessing us when we made bad decisions and mistakes. And I thank you, O Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, you have given us the authority, O Lord God, to cancel another person's sins. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I release every single person under the sound of my voice from the guilt of bad financial decisions. Whether it was a house, whether it was a car, whether it was an apartment, whether it was clothes, whether it was ringing up a bad credit card, whether it was co-signing for someone. I thank you, O Lord God, that the guilt from past decisions is released off of your people. You deal with the here and now and not the past. And so I thank you, O Lord God, that you will prosper your people as though they have never sinned and they have never made a mistake because we are your children. And we thank you, O Lord God, that you have obligated yourself to bless your children and to guarantee blessings upon us. Speak unto every single person here and deal with the bad parts of our mind and our heart, the negative parts about our mentality, creating us clean hearts that we might not sin and be faithful, faithless against thee, O Lord God. I thank you, O Lord God, that because the truth is taught and the word of God is taught, thank you that you will confirm your word with signs and manifestation following in every single address that is located in here today thank you O lord god that the testimonies will come in like a river as they come before you and write out their written request of the things that they desire and the things that they want thank you O lord god that you will answer them and show them O lord god to position themselves to receive it all Thank you, O Lord God, for if you gave up Jesus, how much more would you not freely give us everything else? If Jesus must share his inheritance with us that is located on the other side that makes the universe look like a closet, how much more, O Lord God, are you willing to give us the things that give us joy and peace and prosperity and assurance and happiness? Thank you, O Lord God. Do not let any person fall into the category of the rich young ruler who could not obey Jesus because of his possessions. Help us to see those positions and those possessions, O Lord God, as secondary to who you are. Thank you, O Lord God, for giving us the ability to give it up all if you require, knowing that you'll give it all back because that's what you require of yourself. Thank you, O Lord God, for doing these things. We bless and honor you for it. Lift your hands, give God thanks one more time and thank him. Thank him for getting you out of debt. Thank him for turning your situation around. Thank him for blessing you with a great job and taking care of you until you do get a job. Thank him in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you, O Lord God. Blessed be your holy name. Glory to God, hallelujah.
Jesus be unto thee, O Lord God. Hallelujah.